Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and uh, I'm recording this particular show actually a little later than usual. It's a, it's a evening time on June 17th. Normally, we would have had the show out earlier, but um, I promised you on Monday that I would have a... Uh, some thoughts from a special guest and I can now reveal that the special guest is none other than head coach Joe Judge and uh, just a little background before I play you clips of my one-on-one interview with Joe Judge Um, the way this worked is the Giants made coach judge available to members of the media one-on-one sessions and really it was coach judge's idea to do this type of um, setup so he took some time out of his uh, busy schedule and um, it, it was an opportunity for him to really you know establish even though it's done, you know, over the telephone, it's not done in person like he had hoped to do it. Um, it was an opportunity for him to establish uh, a relationship, if you will, with various members of the media. So um, between Monday and Tuesday, uh, ju- members of the Giants beat were given the opportunity to speak to him for about 20 minutes or so. I spoke with him on Tuesday, and uh, although I've written some articles based on what he's had to say, I I thought I would save some of the audio clips and play that for you in case uh, you weren't aware of it. If you want to see the articles, you can find those on GiantsCountry.com. Otherwise, you can tune in, and I will play some of the clips for you. I won't play the whole interview, but I will play some of the relevant parts for you on this show. All right, folks, we are going to jump right in and uh, hear some of the clips from my interview with head coach Joe Judge. The COVID wiping out um, the spring field, on-field work and whatnot and potentially shortening the summer, um, do you feel as a staff, you know, a lot of people talk about the players have less of an opportunity to impress because they don't have that spring football. But what about from the staff's perspective? Do you feel like it kind of is a two-way street where you guys also have to make an impression on the players and getting them to buy in? You know what? Absolutely. Well, first of all, absolutely in terms of you know getting them to buy in. It's every time we're in front of the players, we, we have to – let them understand what we're about. We have to be very clear with our message and we have to let them understand, you know, what the culture of the program is going to be about as well. So, you know, we can never get in front of the players, went through this whole virtual thing and be unprepared or unprofessional. You're going to lose the guys immediately at that point. Um, I think as coaches, we have to do a better job when we get them in person of putting them in a position that we can properly evaluate them in the short period of time. Um, and we're going to let training camp really sort everything out. That's going to be the biggest thing for us. And that's got to be come up to me and, and the coordinators getting together and structure and practice that we can have good competitive periods and really assess guys through competition because that's really the only way of evaluating who you want on the field on Sunday is who consistently wins in competition and can execute, you know, under pressure. So we we to be smart how we structure that. But at the same time, we have to be very deliberate in what we ask them to do so we know exactly what we're trying to evaluate on a specific player, you know, and not just kind of go in there aimlessly and, you know, try to gauge who we think are the best players. 
Is that still a work in progress as far as how you're going to approach that, or do you have a pretty good idea as to how that's going to take place? Well, we've mapped out a large part of training camp. We're still waiting, you know, on the protocols from the league, if that changes anything, if any of the timetables change. Uh, if the timetables do change, then that may change things a little bit, but we've got it mapped out a good bit in terms of, you know, really how we've got to place players in position there. The first priority for us, though, to be honest with you, is early in training camp, we have to put the players in a position where they can come in and they can learn to execute the schemes on the field and practice. But we also have to give them the opportunity to just put them through the football movements on the grass and have the awareness to keep them healthy. We have to push them. We have to practice hard and we have to condition. But at the same time, we have to understand they didn't have a spring. And we have to be careful not to put them in a position where they're going to go out and get hurt. Um, because if you go back to 2011, which is the last year that the league didn't have uh, spring, the rate of injury was much higher. The rate of soft tissue injuries early in the training camp period was much higher. We have to be smart as coaches uh, to make sure that we give the players the opportunity to acclimate and put their bodies in position that they can compete. And then after we've hit a period where we feel that that's been accomplished and we feel that our players can go out there full speed and, and practice and execute safely, then we have to infuse competition in everything we do. You're listening to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trena, and you are tuned in to my one-on-one interview with Giants head coach Joe Judge. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, you'll hear more from the Giants head coach. Stay with us. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars and trucks, it's become impossible for retail shops to stock everything in a traditional chain storefront. So the next time you need a part for your car or truck, visit rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Rockauto.com offers scores of different auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for nearly every make and model of car out there. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants. I am Patricia Trena, and I appreciate you tuning in. Again, apologies for coming to you a little later than usual, but uh, nonetheless, I didn't forget about you. I wouldn't do that, and I do appreciate you tuning in and listening. And before we continue on with more clips from my one-on-one interview with Joe Judge, the Giants head coach, just a quick heads up, coming up on the show For Friday, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View is going to be join me, and we're going to just kind of talk about uh, where the Giants are. Now, this is a show Ed and I taped 
on Monday. Um, so it, it's a show that, you know, it, it, unfortunately, it's going to be a couple days old, but not too bad. The The topics we talked about are still going to be relevant. And uh, it was a really good discussion, as it always is with Ed. Ed's, Ed's a good dude and um, knows his stuff. And uh, if you're not reading him, uh, you really are missing out on some great content. So uh, that show is coming up. And then uh, we've got all new shows that'll be out uh, the following week. We are on a summer schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, at some point, let's do a mailbag too. We haven't done a mailbag in a few weeks, I think, here on the, on the Locked on Giants podcast. So you guys know the drill. If you get your questions in, um, I will devote a show to answering your questions. And uh, let's do this since I also run a mailbag on uh, GiantsCountry.com. Rather than tweet them to me, I think if you just email your questions to me at LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com, this way I can separate them. I won't go ahead and accidentally put them on GiantsCountry.com. I'll save them exclusively for the podcast. So please email the questions to me if you can. Again, that's the address is uh, locked on giants podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll look to do the mailbag. Um, we'll say tentatively Wednesday, but I'll see what I have as far as questions by uh, Monday. And I'll give you guys an update if we need to extend that any. So um, that'll be the plan for next week. All right, let's get back to clips from my interview with head coach Joe Judge. Coach, when you were hired, obviously you couldn't have known that COVID would shut everything down. You probably didn't know if there would be a new CBA affecting how often you could get these guys on the field and under what circumstances and whatnot. Given all the twists and turns that the last several months have taken, has anything good come of that, maybe taught you something or prepared you in such a way that maybe you weren't expecting when you took this job? Well, I think it's prepared us as a staff and a team at this point to to adapt and adjust on the fly. You know, and I, I worked for a guy who used to say to me every day, adapt or die. And that's really kind of the mentality and mantra we have to have. Hey, listen, all right, we do spring throw computer. Good. Let's get the most out of as possible. You know, we're going to go into a game, you know, with a certain game plan. We get out there, you know, through injury or adjustment, something changes. We've got to adjust on the fly and make sure we're successful. And I think our players are picking up on that as well. Hey, listen, whatever we're given the opportunity to work with, we're going to maximize. So, you know, we didn't focus this spring on what we didn't have an opportunity to do. We focused this spring on what we did have an opportunity to do. You know, we were given time every day with our players. We were given extra time with our rookies to develop them. Uh, we had a vehicle that we could get the players to basically look eye to eye through Zoom. You know, this is something that may not have been available, you know, previous years, but this year we had it. And that was what we used the best of our ability of trying to break down some of the walls. I think our coaches and players did really a phenomenal job of, you know, developing some chemistry as a team and developing some relationships. I do not feel that we're going to walk into the building and be strangers. And that's very important to me. You know, we see each other in person. We have, you know, we have experience with each other. We have some history with each other. We have experiences. So we're going to walk in the building and, you know, we're not doing introductions. We're getting going football. 
Right. And, and that's important because, you know, you don't want to come in and, and you want to feel like you've known the guy for a long time. So it sounds like what you've been doing is has, has built up towards that. And I'm just wondering, um, I know I had asked you, uh, I, I want to say a couple of press conferences ago or conference calls ago, I asked about cross training and how would certain positions, the challenges that were that it entailed, specifically center, offensive line and whatnot. I know some some of your guys have been posting, you know, on social media, them working out with the, you know, trainers and whatnot. But I would think that there's different ways to approach something. In other words, there's probably different techniques and different, and you know, uh, other things that that they can do differently. When you get these guys in, I mean, how, how much of a, a, how much do you think the gap is kind of closed regarding cross training? Say, for example, Nick Gates at center versus where we were a couple months ago. Well, I think the exposure of just being with our coaches at meetings helps bridge those gaps. You know, first off, learning, you know, really just learning the alphabet of what we're doing systematically, of, you know, that we're all speaking the same language. And that ties into the techniques and fundamentals that we're using. Uh, and then the specific uh, techniques we have to use by schematics, uh, whether it's a run call or a pass protection or things that they can work on, those are things that they can apply and take from the meetings they have, you know, with Mark Colombo and his meetings of talking through our systems, our schemes, and our install, and they can understand better in terms of how we're going to ask them to do it. Um, you know, we obviously won't be able to put hands on them until we come into training camp and get them right in front of us as far as putting through our own specific drills. You know, we didn't track our players' workouts like a lot of teams did in this spring. Um, that's just a decision a lot of teams made more on logistics than anything else. And, you know, so there are some you know, limits in terms of working with a guy hands-on. However, at the same time, if they pay attention to the meetings and they understand the techniques and fundamentals you're, you're, you're teaching them, they can apply those to their own workouts on the field. You are listening to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trena, and you are hearing my exclusive interview with Giants head coach Joe Judge. Just segments of it. Um, won't have time to... Uh, air the entire interview, but uh, still have a whole nother segment left to go. And we will air a few more uh, questions and answers from that interview that I did with Coach Judge right after this. Stay with us. Hey, Giant fans, if you're like me, every so often you crave something sweet in between meals. And when I get that sweet tooth craving, I satisfy it with a Bilt Bar. Built Bars come in 16 amazing flavors and deliver all the sweetness of a candy bar without the high sugar or calorie contents. Covered in 100% chocolate, Built Bars deliver a healthy dose of protein and fiber that holds you over in between meals. To give you an example, my personal favorite flavor, Mint Brownie, contains 15 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, and is only 110 calories. And now, for listeners of the Locked On Giants podcast, you can try the amazing nut and nut-free flavors Built Bar offers. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants, Segment 3. Patricia Trainer here with you, and I'm playing for you clips from my one-on-one -on -one interview that I did over the phone with Giants head coach Joe Judge. Coach Judge spoke with uh, various members of the media, and we were able to ask 
pretty much whatever we we wanted. Um, and and Coach Judge, from what I understand, just you know, from what I've seen and what I've heard and what I experienced, he was he was as forthcoming as he could be. Um, obviously, some questions like about DeAndre Baker, and um, he he didn't want to go into a whole lot of detail, understandably, but. Um, I, I don't think there was any, you know, at least where I'm concerned, I, there wasn't any question that he turned around and said, you know, I'm not going to answer that or I can't answer that. He was he was very helpful. And I do appreciate that. And I hope you are enjoying uh, hearing the full clips. So let's uh, jump right into uh, a, a couple more and then we'll call it a show. Having worked remotely with your coaching staff, you know, has has the camaraderie still been able to to build the way you expected, or has maybe something unexpected and positive come from you know the, the lemons that life has kind of handed down to you? I think in a lot of ways it's been a very big positive with our staff working together. You know, it's yeah, you eliminate the in person, but what you find out about each other is, is how willing you are to figure things out together. You know, and some of the challenge early on was how we could watch film together, whether it's film for the draft or, you know, our own systems that we were installing, make sure we're on the same page understanding it. And our coaches had to get had to figure that out. You know, how's the best way to us effectively watch film? Um, you know, a lot of our coaches, it's funny, you find out how, you know, savvy somebody is with tech. At one point, Freddie Kitchens was going on and teaching everyone about how he basically, you know, backdoor pirated into our system and he had clear clearer video than everybody else. <laughs> and it's kind of the other attitude of, just figure it out and you find out from each other about just figuring out. And the other thing is too, is this was a different type of experience, especially for a new staff to come in and go through together. But it was an experience that we had to go through together. You know, the meetings, the working together, you know, the dealing, you know, in different time zones we had, you know, we have several coaches on the West coast that when we had, you know, an eight o'clock staff meeting, they're up at 5am for a meeting. There were times, you know, just as recent as a week and a half ago, we were meeting at seven thirty in the morning as a staff. Well, it's four thirty in San Francisco where Anthony Blevins is. You know, so it's you know there are experiences that everybody understands guys are going through and things that we're doing and working together. Um, I think any kind of adversity generally brings you closer together if you can work through it and be successful. And I think this was just you know an obstacle put in our way that our guys were able to work together and build together with. You held a team meeting specific to speak about what's going on in the world with the social injustices and, and, and whatnot. And I remember when you were hired, you spoke about how important it was for you to have the team also involved in the community, not just play for the community, but be involved in the community. Now, obviously, without divulging any confidence of, of what was said during that meeting, I, I'm just wondering if you could share a few thoughts regarding the response and the feedback that you've seen and heard from your players and what you've kind of taken away from that as far as how they're developing as leaders in, in this new regime that you're that you're building. You know what, I'll be honest with you, it's, we've been harping with our players and there's been a lot of immediate buy-in, but not everyone's from the New York, New Jersey area on our team, but but everybody is now in New York and, and we represent an area, we represent people. Um, and just as, you know, we're having some obstacles in our spring and how we had to conduct it, they're having real life obstacles, all right, in their hometown. And they're not making excuses and we're not making excuses. And we've had a lot of lengthy conversations specifically on social justice. This is something that's obviously very important. This is something that you know, needs to be addressed. Um, this was not going to be something that we were going to simply check off a box and say we did it as a team. Um, 
this is something that we want to actually be involved with uh, to make a difference and truly a sustained difference. Um, the conversations we've had are just a start. They're going to continue. We're going to keep having conversations through training camp in the season and, and ongoing. And we have to be a team. We've talked about, you know, says teams, you know, teams have to be like a family. Well, families have to be able to talk. You know, and as a team, we have to be a team that can communicate and have the tough conversations and that we can truly understand each other as individuals and know collectively what makes up our team. Um, I'd say that, you know, through the conversations with the players, what's really come out of it is, you know, really as a team, you know, really the guys are focused on action. You know, we've had a number of long conversations. Again, they'll continue, but the players have identified societal issues that they want to address. Uh, they're in the process of connecting with organizations that we can work alongside to accomplish these goals within the local communities of New York and New Jersey. And we feel we can make a difference. And we're going to put in the work and, and commit the time to do that. Um, so I'd say the biggest thing that came out of those conversations was just that right there. Um, these conversations were very passionate. They were very enlightening. Um, it was very important for myself um, and for others involved to just be in there to listen and to let all of our players know that we support them. Um, but I think it's I think it's important that we take the energy and emotion of those meetings and then channel into actually making a difference. And that's we're trying to give our players a platform right now and give them some outlets that they can be involved and form lasting relationships with organizations that are local within New York and New Jersey area and that we can be involved in, in, you know, doing something positive. And we want to be a team that's a positive example of what we can do when we all work together. We have 90 guys right now that are all from different backgrounds. You throw in the 20-plus coaches all from different backgrounds. You know, we can all work together on the field for a common goal. We know what that one is already, but we can work off the field as well together for common goals within our communities. And right now our community is New York and North Jersey, and uh, we want to make sure that we make impact you know, with the people there. And we tell them all the time, the, the blue on a jersey is for the blue collar. You know, there's a lot of people wake up early early in the mornings, work tough jobs. Okay, guys are going through tough times. There's a lot of people that are out of work this spring. People are trying to figure out how they're paying bills. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, the brand we put on the field, you know, shows the same resilience that, you know, these communities have, that show, that show the same, um, you know, work ethic and passion that they have in their daily lives. So that's been that's been very important for us. Um, we're just in the beginning start of this, you know, because obviously it's 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 not a quick fix. This is a lengthy process that we have to go to together to actually make some change. All right, Giant fans, there you have it. That's my or part of my interview with Joe Judge. That that was maybe about I would say one third of what he and I spoke about um, during our session on Tuesday, and uh, really appreciate that he was so willing to answer every question that I put to him. You know, there was no ducking of anything. There was no, you know, hemming or hawing or anything like that. He spoke from the heart, and. Um, you know, I, I truly believe, you know, in having listened to him. And I thought this, you know, the first few times I heard from him that, um, you know, this is a guy who means what he says and who has an idea of where he wants to go and how he wants to get there. And um, it's going to be, you know, interesting to see if he can do it. Um, it's going to take some time, obviously, since he's starting from scratch and he does have a an unusual situation here. But uh, I think he's going to do Okay, I really do. I think he's going to find success here in New York. And um, so I, I'm excited to see what the future brings. All right, folks, I will uh, wrap it up for you.
Thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show and we will talk to you again on Friday.